Welcome to the Boardwalk. I'm Sunny and I'll be your host. What started as a remote leisurely walking club has since expanded into this podcast, intended to get you moving more, feeling better, and plugging into community one step at a time. On the ninth episode of the Boardwalk, I got to sit down with a woman who serves her community with fresh eyes and a compassionate heart. Rachel Brooks is the founder and owner of Seeking Space Yoga Studio in Southwest Portland, Oregon. She is committed to a judgment-free, all-welcoming studio focused on health, body positivity, gender inclusion, and ethnic diversity as a baseline. We sat next to each other in the community room at her studio and conversed about how her experience in the service industry has informed her decisions now as an entrepreneur, paving one's own path, building equitable spaces, and so much more. You might want to take this one on a walk. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Let's walk. All right, let's bring our feet to the ground and just take a moment to land after you've been what did you say you had a training before this i did yeah i trained with alex oh my gosh <laughs> so how long so did you train weeks. for we just do an hour but at like, home or outside or? no at the gym at the gym yeah so okay. we're doing like weights and stuff for which gym we're a 24-hour fitness okay. yeah that's just... so you're already like in your body yeah <laughs> go 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 oh, yeah i'm in my body for sure that's happening <laughs> let's take a deep breath in and let it go again deep breath in long breath out one more deep breath in and let it go let it go let it go yay <laughs> so excited thank you rachel for letting me interview you here in what's like the supply prop <laughs> slash merch slash lounge area we call it the community room the community yeah. Room. perfect <laughs> yeah perfect it makes sense that we're in the community room i love it yeah well thank you so much it's been a like a true honor to get to know you over the last couple of years i guess although i feel like we've really got to know each other a year ago because when i moved to the portland area from Berlin, I already knew a couple yoga teachers and through them met more. And I believe I met you through day. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I don't so know many... if there was like an official introduction yeah. or just like social media. And exactly. then like, we actually like had a conversation after the sound bath. Yeah. True. Like, true. Too. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. the outdoor at Spring Garden mm -hmm. Park where yeah. Sarah Spati and I are doing abundance now. Yes. So fun. <laughs> where you host your others. So yeah, it's been it's been really cool to get to know you, but also to observe how you've built your community or the community around Seeking Space, which is your studio, even over just the last year or so of knowing you and following you on Instagram. And I moved here during the pandemic and I knew I found out about Seeking Space, I think, through Instagram and through a couple of like day and a couple of the other yoga teachers that I met. But to see how the community like rallied to keep 
this live, how you just like led from the front. We're like, this is, this is happening was just so inspiring. And I'm so curious to know from you, like stepping into sole proprietor of this business a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Like, and just going for it, like what, what is your, and maybe it's changed a little bit, but then like, what was the mission? What was that driving force or that kind of fire under your ass, so to speak, that was like, I have to do this, that got you to where you are now and where you're going, which is opening up a new space soon. Like, what was that mission and is it still the same and how has it evolved? Yeah. All good questions. Um, when like reflecting on the process of becoming sole proprietor, like the passion, the passion project, which is kind of what I'll talk a little bit about, about what's upcoming, mm -hmm. um, has been there from, from when we first opened in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was still working in the service industry. And so that's just always been very close to my heart. So, um, and I'll expand on that a little bit later, but, um, that like, passion and mission to have yoga be accessible, um, to all lifestyles, um, is something that has like, that's just been there from the beginning and mm -hmm. super close to my heart from the beginning. Um, I was not a yogi when I started doing yoga and I was only a fresh 200 hour teacher when I took over the studio mm -hmm. and started and opened up the business. So, um, I think there was a lot for me like that I, you know, of my experience of becoming a brand new yogi that like, I wish people would have told me, you know, some teachers would have told me some of the things that I now try to pass down to my students of like, don't worry about whether or not your pigeon is <laughs> a certain way or looks a certain way. And I just remember always comparing myself to other people in class. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just didn't have that knowledge until, until I did later, you know? Um, but yeah, so, 17 is when we started we're going into our best year in 2020 which i'm sure is the same story for a lot of small businesses mm -hmm. it's like just like having a really great year in the beginning and then the pandemic hit and it affected mm -hmm. all of us deeply in some way shape or form um and so i mean there's no way to prepare for that mm -hmm. and there was just a lot of you know we went dark for two weeks mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to <laughs> switch over to virtual mm -hmm. and had no idea what we're doing um, but luckily, like for a business that could do virtual, like, mm. can you, you know, for restaurants and other businesses like that, you can't even switch over to virtual. So really blessed to be able to do that. So we did that. Um, we're able to kind of, you know, keep the community going in that way, but huge hit and um, just really, really devastating to the connection that we had with everybody. And, and so that was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of pivoting really, really stressful. And then on top of it, taking over as sole proprietor in 20, it was July of 2020 when I took over. And it was just mainly like the passion that I have for, for this community. Mm -hmm. um, even the way that I came into starting the business here was a fresh teacher that had started teaching. This was a studio before mm -hmm. in the space. And um, the woman who owned it took a chance on me to like do some work trade and everything for the certification. And um, believed in me and I didn't even, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't even know that I had the, the capacity to teach. And, um, so, um, she wasn't able to keep the business open. And so we just got an email one day saying that it was closed and, 
Um, so that's when we decided to try to retain the community here. So just having that connection going through that to try to keep this community alive um, is kind of what led into like just keeping it going even through the pandemic and taking over and just, it was super scary and crazy. So <laughs> I'm did still I, processing it. Yeah. I mean, we all are. My gosh. It's like, I don't, I'm like, what day is it? What year is it? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. But so did I hear you correctly when you said you were black? Like, so you were just closed for two weeks or two what is that? No, no, black? we were like completely dark, no virtual, no anything for two weeks. Just trying to figure out the virtual yeah. platform. But yeah, we were closed for multiple months, um, but, like you, shut down. but you figured out the virtual platform within like a couple weeks. Yeah. Which I mean, it just blows my mind. You were like, when I watched like the things that you do and create, like from the ideation phase to creation to like expansion, it just, it's, do you realize how amazing you are? <laughs> You mentioned Thank like you. when you when you started, you were like you didn't believe in yourself. Do you remember at what point you were like you believed in yourself, or is it something that ebbs and flows still? Because <laughs> there's a constant questioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is important, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I definitely now feel way more confident, you know, in my capabilities. Of, yeah. You know, I feel um, at least I have some experience under my belt when it comes to like running a business, which is great. Yeah. Um, but there's constant imposter syndrome, constant, like constant is probably a strong word, but like yeah. regular okay. imposter syndrome, regular questioning of like, can I do this? Should I do this? You know, like, how's it, you know, how's it going to look? And that, I think that that's, I think it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think also just even the, the heart of a teacher too, like even within teaching yoga, like no matter how long I teach yoga, I'm always going to be looking for more information and knowledge and, and always yeah. trying to grow and evolve. And I think that's just the nature of it. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. It's this idea. I, I taught a sunrise cl cl yoga class this morning and I was reminded of one of the things that yoga that I really appreciate from the teaching and practice of yoga is this constant reminder that we are everything we need to be yet. We still need to change Yeah, because that's just the nature of life. And also the experience and the practice of svadhyaya and self-study and like questioning where am i yeah what got me here and where do i want to go next yeah and just like that realigning of head heart body soul mind pussy whatever whatever <laughs> yeah. like whatever that is for you and i think it's it's good to remember that because looking i mean we all have our own perspectives and and looking at you i just see how it looks so easy and i know <laughs> that it takes so much effort yeah. and passion and dedication and commitment to the community to do what you do. And I, yeah, I'm just so grateful to people like you in the community and just in, in the world, like, like I said earlier, leading from the front and doing what you feel driven to do because you once didn't really fit in or didn't believe in yourself. Yeah. And now like, might I also add like black, woman entrepreneur like building this incredible space and just go forging forging along and yeah. like making it happen something for me and with with the boardwalk and i've told you a bit about the boardwalk too and like the walking community but also taking it beyond that and just this idea of like finding ways to move more and accessibility and walking being one of those superpowers we have yeah to like start that almost snowball effect of moving more and then with that feeling better because we're moving our bodies and improving our brains and then plugging into community. Cause like getting out and about is how you meet people. Right. 
And even in the, even during the pandemic, I guess a lot of that went online, but were you doing out, outdoor, you were doing outdoor stuff too, right? To keep yeah. things going. When, we, when the weather permitted. Yeah. yeah right. Like, um, we've been so blessed to have like, you know, spring garden, um, right there. And that, that was such a, a blessing to be able to have specifically like in the heart of the pandemic, it was so great to be able to have that outdoor space. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was mainly just virtual, um, but yeah, it is. Um, I think that if anything, the pandemic, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that again, still processing that the pandemic brought, but I do see some of the, I see how it affected me and changed me in the way where like there was, I've always been an overthinker and sometimes, you know, what do they say? It's like analysis paralysis, paralysis or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Um, so I can do that. I can overthink something so much that I don't even take a step forward. Huh. And so, um, you know, things tend to take longer with me because I really want to like think it out and yeah. totally visualize it through, which is great. But the pandemic, I mean, it was, it, it stripped away the, the opportunity to lose something. It was mm. like, there is nothing to lose at this point. Mm. We, are lit we were at the bottom, like there is nowhere to go but up. And so mm. that felt like it made it so much easier to just it's like the time is throw now. something at the wall and stick yeah. it. Like, what can we do? Like what, what, if something comes to mind, try it, you know, like there's yeah. just really nothing you can lose. And so that was something that, and then I've, you know, it's not like that anymore. It doesn't feel like that anymore, but I still have that like, okay, it's okay to just try it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Just try it. See what happens. But also know? like keeping in that flow of creation, yeah. Yeah. like, being in that creative flow, which is accessible through things like yoga or meditation, where you just intentionally come back to the present moment where we can affect change, like being that in, cre in that creative flow is contagious. Like that energy you put out will also attract the energy of people that want to work with you yeah. and that are curious about yoga and curious what you're doing and curious what you're, you're building next. Right. And, and it's, it's exciting. Can you tell me a little bit? I see on on Instagram you're part of this like women's entrepreneur mm. group. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so, and how um, you're involved. And in... well, you should totally be coming to our meetup. I would love to. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to. Um, so, women supporting women is something that Amanda Maley from A List started. Mm -hmm. um, I think I believe her background is marketing, but she's um, a consultant as well. And so, mm -hmm. even just through the pandemic, um, I think I first started kind of seeing her on Instagram, um, probably right, you know, when I took over a sole proprietor in that time. And she was just like, I really love to see what's happening with what she's put out there because, um, you know, the, this next one coming up, I think there's going to be like 70 Dang. women there and she's grown from the time that she's like held these and hosted these lunches, but years of her just pouring into other female owned businesses, mm. um, just doing what she could using her platform on a list to just shout out other business owners and and highlight their business and what they're doing yeah. and so that's where i actually like she she did a post um highlighting me and my story and um when was this this i can't i can't it was in 2020 i believe okay. i can go back on instagram I'm like, yeah. but you're like scrolling but yeah. um and i that's that was just so amazing to see her just like pouring out mm. to try to support in any way that she could the businesses that were going through it and and while she was going through it too um and then now just seeing like the success and the growth that she's had and like how so many people are like so many women are flocking to her lunches now is so great so the next one um i can't 
the date, I think it's August 31st. Okay. It's going to be at Capital Bar. Cool. The tickets might already be sold out. Mm. She just posted it yesterday, but see if you can get on there today. I don't know okay. how much capacity they have. Yeah, I'll check it out. But it's just the most amazing because I think the main thing for me is, um, you know, it's it can be very isolating to be an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you have experienced mm. that too. It's just, especially if you're doing something that you don't have something to, like I don't have a template or I don't have an example of like, somebody else doing that to like try to be like, Oh, they're doing this. So maybe you're I, paving you know, your own path. Yeah. And that's going to be so isolating. <laughs> yeah. Like half the time thinking like, what am I, what am I doing? It's just crazy. <laughs> like, so having other women in the room who also do that and think that and feel mm-hmm. that regularly and just being able to support feels so like powerful and amazing to be able to like know that you're not alone, but that yeah. is like a lot of entrepreneurship is just feeling isolated and alone. And it's about supporting people who support people. I mean, that's what community is all about. And that's why Seeking Space survived and thrived, you know, over the last couple of years. And we were on a walk recently and I asked you, you know, if at this point of the business, like, are you able to pay yourself? And like, where are you at? Because as somebody else who's, you know, paving my own path, I'm always curious because you never, you know, you never know. And you see people work really hard and you hope that they're making money to sustain their livelihood while, you know, pouring your heart, their heart into the community. I mean, was there like, at what point did, did you give yourself like a time frame when you went into this? Like, I'm going to give myself five years or did you just like go in and was like, this is happening and it's happening. Yeah. I was definitely more of a, this is happening. <laughs> oh, shit, this is happening. Um, <laughs> but, um, at the time, I was still working in the service industry mm-hmm. when we started. Yeah, when we first started in seventeen, and then I had actually. So I had kind of started edging myself out of the industry just because I was realizing I started doing yoga, and um, I was just. And the reason I was searching for yoga in the first place was just needing something that felt good and healthier because yeah. my lifestyle in the service industry. And this is not by any means to speak for anybody else's experience in the service industry, Mm -hmm. but my personal experience in the service industry was just a cycle of, you know, work, drinking, work, drinking. And that's just, there was no, no healthy anything that I I was too tired. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, just naturally when you're working against the natural, like light rhythm, Mm -hmm. you know, you're already more tired. So like sleeping in because I'm going to bed at five, six in the morning and sleeping in all day. And then next thing, no, it's time to go to work again, you know? So, um, and I don't have time for anything during the day or to take care of myself. And so that wasn't sustainable. Um, I've been in this, I had been in the service industry for 18 years. So Mm -hmm. like it's a long time to do that. And, um, so that's why I was starting to search for something, something to take care of myself. And I've never been much of a gym person and I didn't know the culture and what I was doing. So I was like trying to think of something that would keep my mind engaged, get me in a group atmosphere. Um, and so that's where yoga came into play, but, uh, it was about it all happening versus like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, oh crap, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that I had started edging myself out. Thank you for this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I started edging myself out of the service industry. And so I was working, I got this job at 
a mortgage company. The weirdest transition from like service bars industry and strip to... clubs to a mortgage <laughs> office. Um, but it was great. Was that your first time like in an office setting ever? Uh, or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and, but it was a more casual one, which was nice. So mm -hmm. it was we could still say fuck and okay, like, stuff like that. That's important. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, and it wasn't like super stuffy. I didn't have to like dress up really nice or anything. So that was great. Um, and honestly, there was like that was where I learned some of like what has helped me just become you know as an entrepreneur and like figuring out the financial end of things on my personal side and business side, like that was actually really, really helpful. So mm -hmm. it was cool to see, it's cool to think about it now, like looking yeah. back on it, like, wow, that was actually super important to get into that realm because seeing like the financial side of things, because being in the service industry, we were, and just even like, I was never taught how to budget yeah. anything, you know, me neither. And then service industry, I'm cash in hand every night. Like, and I'm blowing it just as quickly as I get it. And that's part of, I think, I know other people have experienced that same energy like around the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was really helpful to kind of like, okay, look at it a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was working in mortgage for like, I was like 50 hours a week. Dang. Still bartending on the weekends and then, <laughs> and then started the business. Oh so I was in a deep, dark hole for, <laughs> for a while, just like. Was this right. before you met Alex? Before you were in a relationship? Yeah, this was before I was. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you would ha you wouldn't have had time for no anything. No, I was, <laughs> I was like, not a human being. Were you even sleeping? Point. I don't even I mean, know. I don't yeah. know what's going on. And that was I was also teaching like three and four a.m. classes here oh on a couple of the days because that was that's my passion project. Yeah. You know, so I was like, that's I started out doing that. Yeah. So it was like after I got off bartending here to teach a class wow. or wait for somebody to show up and and then try to go to bed. And then go to work later so it was it was really really intense um but yeah so i had kind of started already like making my transition out of this service industry and then and i had no idea when that was going to end i pretty much just burnt myself out until it was no longer sustainable i could not function and then cut my hours at the mortgage mm -hmm. place to like part-time that gave me a little room to breathe yeah um what was the breaking point like did something happen or as far as what like, cause you said you just, you worked until like, you Oh, just... I was just like, I, I don't need uh, nothing like crazy okay. happened. But I just, just like, I couldn't do this function yeah. anymore. I was yeah. like, I could not work at that rate any yeah. longer. Cause we were teaching, you know, um, you know, we don't have any money for payroll. So it's mm -hmm. like 13 to 14 classes a week to, you know, as an owner. And yeah, yeah so this yeah. wasn't, I don't even remember what the breaking point was. It just happened. Yeah. So, so I guess like with all of this experience, I mean, just from like reflecting on my own, reflecting on my path of like, I worked in kind of corporate, corporate setting for a really long time. And it was in 2016 when I started phasing out of that. But it's like you said, like sometimes you can't connect the dots looking forward. But like when you look back, you're like, right, like this, this all made sense. Yeah. And I think because maybe you having that experience of like just reaching almost the breaking point because fortunately nothing happened and you were like you just realized like that awareness of like okay yeah i can't continue this way and i don't want to so what is it that i need to do to just like live yeah. the way that i want and have that balance and you're just and yeah and you're just figuring out as you go which is really the only way yeah we can do it because like you said with in earlier in our conversation you can't predict or really prepare for a pandemic like that and you just have to keep right. moving through it um but something that you do often is collaborate with 
the community on your pop-up events. Do you like, when you're looking to collaborate with somebody, is it important for you to be like, it's a woman or it's a person of color or it's, you know, or is it just your organic network of friends that you. So it's a little bit of all of that. Um, I definitely, so um, after I took over a sole proprietor, there was kind of a internal like awareness that like I had, because I opened up a studio in Portland, Southwest Portland. um, And because I had been so used to adapting to white spaces, I myself had actively participated in creating a predominantly white space without realizing it. Hmm. And like, yeah, that's, and that's kind of hard to like admit. Mm-hmm. I got the chills actually yeah, right when you said it's, that. But yeah. it's it's true. And yeah. like, that was something that I was like, because I'm not, and, and not, it was because I wasn't, I'm not connected to any community. I haven't been really. Mm-hmm. And part of that is being in the service industry and not having the time. And also I'm around people all night. I don't want to talk to anybody. So it, you know, made me a little bit antisocial. I'm already introverted as it is. And so by not being connected to my community here, like I had, participated in that without even realizing it. And I, and I don't know, I'm, I hope other people can kind of relate with that same, like, especially benefiting from color privilege. So like I'm light skinned and I can feel like I can like mesh in with everybody, all these other communities and, and kind of fit in, but it's always not quite right. And it doesn't, you know, so like that is something that I've been doing my whole life. And so by not being aware of that, you know, that's, that's what had happened. And so, that was where I was like, I can't, I can't allow that. I can't, that's not okay. And it's, and I don't want that. So part of me starting to reach out to the community was to try to like change that mm-hmm. and be and more accountable yeah. and, 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 and have those relationships and get uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> by like just meeting more people and stuff. Cause yeah. Like and I you are, changing. yeah. And you are changing that and it's, and it's cool. It's really really fucking cool to see. And in terms of like where, where you're taking that, I know, I know you, you have a new project. I mean, you always have something coming up. I know that you're opening up a new space and you also have Sinyin, which is a service industry night, like yoga pop-ups. And then we'll also like be housed at the future location, I guess. And also um, so you've already spoken to the fact that you've had 18 years in the service industry Yeah, and I, I've never worked in the service industry. I mean, now I'm, you know, I feel like yoga and coaching and stuff is very much service oriented, Oh yeah, for sure. but I worked more in retail for several, several years. So I feel you on that, like just so much energy, energy exertion and like having to show up in the customer service. And like, I worked on commission a lot, so it was really like draining yeah. and needing that space, especially as an introvert to just be like, Ugh. but now that you have like this other space coming, how do you balance, how do you balance out giving so much of yourself and still finding that, that time to be alone because you are in a relationship too. Yeah. So what is, what does that look like? Or maybe even in like, a day in the life or in your week? Like, how do you block out those times for you to recharge? Good questions. Um, I have gotten better with 
yeah, that's something I think this is something I will always, always struggle with. And I think that anybody who is service oriented will struggle with remembering to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of the nature of it. Um, so it's a, it's a constant practice. Um, setting boundaries and learning how to say no has been a huge thing, um, which can be really hard, especially as a small business owner too, like saying no sometimes to money, mm -hmm. like, because I just need space for myself or whatever it is. When you say money, you mean like investment say or no opportunity? Saying no to like, like an opportunity to, okay. to have some revenue, like, yeah. but because I need the space and I don't yeah. have, you know, like I have to say no. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard, especially in the beginning stages. Um, my practice, just like taking class, that's a huge thing. And I, I pulled myself off of the teaching schedule quite a bit. Um, it ebbs and flows, you know, sometimes I have weeks where I have to set a lot, but I've taken myself off of the teaching schedule. This is the least that I've taught in, since I've opened up the business, mm -hmm. which has given me space for just being a student and taking classes um, and for taking walks or going to a park when I need to um, to spending time with my partner and having a date night or, you know, those, so I've, it's just going to be a constant thing. Like there's, I have not mastered it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the answer. And it's always something that I well, think. Well, it's always changing. Yeah, totally. Because the same, like, I mean, just like the seasons, like the business at yoga studio also ebb and flow like yeah. seasonally. Yeah. So just being perfect, prepared as prepared as you can be for those spikes and drops mm -hmm. in and turnout and yeah. any events and stuff. Oh yeah. I wanted time. to ask you, like, do you, I mean, you already mentioned that you it's, I mean, and I know this as a yoga teacher, it's, it's, we're always students. We're always asking questions. We're always learning. I mean, that's the study is a huge part of the yoga practice. Do you, see yourself teaching for a while? Do you like being in like the hybrid role of like business and teacher? Do you see that like the pendulum maybe swinging more to kind of overseeing everything? Like, how is that feeling for you now? I mean, I do, I, teaching for me has always been a bit of a, um, well, I don't know. It depends. Yin, mm -hmm. I absolutely, love teaching yin and i love teaching i love teaching period but there was a while when i felt a certain like because when we first opened there were all these styles of classes so if i was to like resonate the most with a style it would be like the gentle vinyasa like slow flow mm. yin and those are actually the things that I need more than anything because I'm already high strung. We all need <laughs> it. Activated, right? Yeah, we all need it. Yeah, and so um, totally. I think that yoga met me where I was at, and I, that I came into yoga at, in power. And mm -hmm. at that time, I think it needed to meet me there. If I would have been put into a restorative or yoga <laughs> class, you would have never come back. Maybe. Exactly. I would be like, "Why are we here? What are we doing? Why are we just laying here?" Um, so yoga met me where I was at. That's great. And then I started to <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so yoga met you where you were at, which was power back yes, then. Yes, power, workout. <laughs> um, and that's the energy that my lifestyle was at that time, you know? So that's what I needed. But um, then I started appreciating the slower practices more. I went through Sarasvati's yin training, which mm -hmm. was so huge for my teaching and huge for my personal knowledge and practice. Um, and that's when I was like 
just aware of like the way my nervous system is when I'm teaching a yin or sort of compared to a power is such a drastic difference and it's absolutely like what I need. So I would like to continue teaching in in that realm of like where my nervous system feels good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because power, I feel like there's a certain amount of expectation that comes with it. And I also um, feel like power, power can be like a really dissociative practice too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like the intention, I feel like I haven't done much power to be honest. Like my practice also started with power. Um, but I find that it's, it's just easy to kind of lose sight of the intention because yeah. you're just like going and then it's and strength building is so important for overall health. Absolutely. But there is something about like this sensation of plugging in. Yeah. Like when you can really slow down and that's what so much, so many of us need. Yeah. Cause when you slow down, you notice more and you can also, like you said, let your body, let like let your body and your mind like downregulate a little bit in yeah. your nervous system so that your body can function the way that it needs to and wants to without that interference. Yeah. Hi. I love those. I'm gonna we go were just, we were I love just talking about. I was like, yay! Everybody's here. Hooray. <laughs> How's it going? Good. We're just uh, <sighs> podcasting. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't say anything inappropriate. What are the chances? I, I already know. said fuck once. Oh, we already okay. yeah, we've, we've already <laughs> said fuck. <laughs> That was, that was Sarah Spati who <laughs> teaches the yin trainings here at Seeking Space a couple times a year, right? Yeah. We you had just had like a... We had a condensed. We did a, a condensed for more, for seasoned teachers. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have like a hundred hour, like immersive yeah. for an anybody who... And that's in September, mm -hmm. starting in September. Yeah. And that's, I mean, perfect segue to just, again, come back to the new space because that's going to be only yin, right? Like a yin yeah. mostly. Yeah. So yin yoga space, um, is going to be a dedicated yin studio. Yeah. Um, just, and that's just simply coming from the fact that that's the practice that has had the most impact on, on myself and what I've seen have the most impact on my students. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I, I've seen the shift over, especially in the pandemic, it was really cool to see the gravitation towards like the restorative and yin practices. And mm -hmm. I feel like here within this community at Seeking Space, it's, and I know Sarah's watching and I've spoken about it many times. It's just so cool to watch the balance that the students here have. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. going to power and like fit camp and shred and all this stuff, but they're also going to the yin. And so they're balancing it out. So and it's so awesome. cool to see that rounded, like balanced practice. I mean, that's also a re reflection of you and the other teachers just making it very clear that we need harmony in our lives. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing a lot at studios is the co the cohesion between the yang energy and the yin energy and yeah. like this this ad this advocacy for the inclusion of all of it and like for the inclusion of all lifestyles and that regardless of what you do, like you were saying, you know, back in your career before this of just go, go, go and like powers where yoga met you because that's just your lifestyle like a lot of people just get stuck in that like in that setting mm -hmm. and and forget that we actually need to slow down so that's incredible yeah. that you're that the community that you're seeing that in how the community shows up for themselves and for for yeah. the teachers as well yeah and there will be like that's I, i'm excited for the evolution of mm -hmm. yin yoga space too um because like I mentioned, that's the practice that I've seen do the most for people. So I really wanted to create this, like, I, I keep referring to it, like the studio room, I want it to be like a womb almost mm. like, just like this, 
place to like just turn in and um but there will also be some young like events and stuff like that there. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can have that <laughs> so, um, so don't worry. But <laughs> oh my gosh, we need the young events. Yes, dance yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really I'm excited to be able to just have a space that's dedicated to the practice that has done the most for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also that's you know where the late night program will be held out of too, which I'm really that's that's the that's the close to the heart passion project that I've been. And it's, it's been really cool to see, like, and, and we've touched on this a little bit about with, with the creative process, with things and how they happen. And when, the, when you have an idea and then the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The process, I guess, of mm-hmm. bringing it to fruition and making it tangible is such an interesting journey. Like, this is something that, so it's five years in the making, mm-hmm. essentially. And then you know, taking the steps and starting the studio by teaching three and 4 a.m. classes and then seeing what happened with those and like what the response was to that. And then um, going and taking the 100 hour yin training and realizing because I was teaching it in the beginning, I was teaching like a gentle vinyasa Mm -hmm. for those classes, which is great. But it also kind of ends up it it ended up like giving people a little bit of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a little balance there of like, the type of movement. Um, but yeah, so like having energy afterwards wasn't really the goal. It was to like be able to like get ready for sleep and wind yeah. down after mm-hmm. a crazy shift. Um, so then the yin training coming into play and like that was like, I was like, this is it. This is the, this is the practice that mm-hmm. would be good for that late night <clears throat> service industry program. And so all these little bits and pieces on the way from the last five years. Do you um, still have a bunch of friends in the service industry? I, well, I don't have a bunch of friends, period. <laughs> Going back to the introvert thing, sorry. <laughs> sorry to blast you on the introvert. It's okay. <laughs> you have like, got my, like, core group. Yeah. Like, core little group. Hell yeah. Um, I have a couple. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of acquaintances. In the there, you yeah. there you go. There you go. I know. I've been trying to use the word acquaintance more because <laughs> I just love everyone, especially in summer. I'm just like, I want to make love to all of you. And I'm like, wait a minute. We actually don't really know each other. Yeah. So you're like more an acquaintance. Not a lover, but yeah. like balance. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, um, I do have a lot of acquaintances and I still have like, um, and Alex, you know, he's from mm. the service industry too. So like between the two of our spheres, yes, we still do know a lot of people in the service industry. Um, which is, we're just, we're day walkers now. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. Yeah. How, how was that? How was that feeling? <laughs> Being seen. I mean, it is yeah. like in the day, like you're really, you really are seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mind it at all. This is actually getting out of the service industry and get and being in the yoga community mm-hmm. has really helped me to shift back to liking people more. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I think in the service industry, um, it can be really tough to like keep your, so to like- not be jaded about people and their behavior and how they treat you and whatever. Cause you're just, yeah. Yeah. I guess it can be pretty discouraging it, and like, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is calibrated me to like, okay, people aren't terrible all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still are terrible people, of course, but like, yeah. there's a lot of like, <clears throat> yeah, I think there's just the, it not being sustainable, not feeling healthy. And then like the grind of just like dealing with people and sometimes their worst state, you know, absolutely um, takes a toll for sure. I mean, and that's like the, the beauty too, of, of being in the yoga community is, like we were, we're really working on being better so that we can do better 
so that we can feel yeah. better and yeah. help other people feel better. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of what drives me and what I see, especially at your space. I don't, I don't get around to a lot of studios because to be honest, like I've just not had great experience as a teacher at studios. And I had my own space in Berlin for a couple of years, which was awesome. And it's so like, I don't know, you give me hope that there, that there's like really that, that we can find this community and experience this abundance of like people showing up to be together. And I've, t I take, I mean, I usually, when I come, I take Sarah Svati's class and yeah. then it's full, like yeah. Yeah. people show up here and that's so, it must be so fulfilling. Like, I mean, it's fulfilling for me and I like, <laughs> I'm just coming in as a student. I'm like, yeah, yeah like yeah. supporting my friend and you and like, yeah. and also being better, doing better, feeling better, like yeah. by practicing myself. Um, and now being able to offer abundance, the silent disco dance party, mm -hmm. we just had the first one last month which was so fun and can't wait for the second one yeah because it's just another excuse to like bring people together but also to do what we need which is dance and shake it off yeah and get like be able to bounce between those states of like coming into ourselves and then seeing who we are like around with that's what i love about the silent disco headsets too is you yeah. can close your eyes and totally be in your own world yeah and then you can open them up and just feel all of the joy that's around you and, yeah. and remember why you're there and who you're with mm -hmm. and feel a part of something which yeah there's there's no better feeling and in, in my experience and i mean it's what we need as humans to to feel belonging mm -hmm. and i think and i mean this might be your experience too. And you've kind of touched on it a little for me. The reason I created my own space in Berlin is because I just felt like I didn't really fit in anywhere. There wasn't the sense of inclusivity and it was a little bit more competitive maybe in mm -hmm. Berlin and also not being German. So I created my own space because I'm like, I don't see what I want. So I'm going to create exactly. it, which yeah. is also why like Sarasvati and I wanted to do abundance with you because we see you create the things that you want that aren't that already there. And it's like, we want to bring people together. We want to dance. Let's yeah. just make it happen. We don't, we're not finding this anywhere else. So yeah, we have to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, I would say that's like one of the most, like the, the main principles of like the creative, kind of process that's 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 started or sparked the creative process for me is creating something that you can't find like if I if I'm looking for something and I can't find it mm -hmm. then I'm gonna found it that's like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah if I can't find it then I'm gonna found it yeah oh my gosh that actually came from Miranda who uh Miranda Lattimore she came in she's um hopefully gonna be a teacher here one day but Ooh. um her and i were talking and i was we were talking about that specifically and that's that came from her which might have come from someone else too yeah i just yeah. love it i'm like find it if you can't I find can't, it if you can't find it. it found it yeah what are what are some other dreams that you have in this life oh <laughs> that's fun i don't know i don't know um right now my main i mean I'm, my my heart and head are just in focused in the new yeah. project. Yeah. Um, that is something that I think like I would love to see just become, I don't know. I don't even know what it could become, but I just, I want it to grow and I want it to be something that's available everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, at one point, like I went to Cambodia a couple of years, a few years ago 
and I wanted to buy a farm and like take care of all the stray cats. We're in Cambodia. I lived there for a few months. So we were in, I'm going to totally butcher it. I'm sorry. So the main city, like Siem Reap or Phnom Penh, Phnom Penh. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I can't say it. Right. Um, so we were there most of the time and I, we did travel a little bit, but like we were just mainly working in, like we were working in a school. Oh, cool. So, um, we were teaching some English and, um, which was, it was a really cool experience. But like one of the things that I, and the kids there were so beautiful. I know. And their smiles. So sweet. Yeah. Their smiles are so one thing, so like, gorgeous. Going to, to other countries, like I've been to Haiti a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the happiness of the people there, even when they have like almost nothing mm-hmm. is like such, it's so crazy to me that, and then you can come over here and we have almost everything so Excess, and like, everything, and yeah. are unhappy, yeah. you know? So it, it does definitely like say something about how we're doing things um, yeah. and, how, yeah. and how attached we are mm-hmm. to so many things yeah. or like outcomes or yeah but yeah um, like but that cat, would be fun cat so farm. cat farm in cambodia <laughs> i will come visit i love yeah. cats that's so sweet yeah but yeah other than that let's just head in head in yin yoga space and sit in right now yeah i gotta head stay focused yeah and you have somebody that also helps you manage Seeking space here? Yeah, right? so Lori, um, Lori who, yeah. so Lori was actually um, my teacher when I was just practicing here at the studio that it was prior. So she was, she had gone through her certification maybe a year or two before I started coming here. And so she was one of my teachers. Um, and then, you know, I got my certification. She actually was part of the, the graduation of the mm-hmm. certification, the 200 hour. And then when actually had a pretty like a negative experience with the whole closing of everything. And Lori is like, has the biggest heart Mm -hmm. and is so loyal and so such a good friend and like, just is so invested. And so, um, yeah, she wasn't really appreciated, I think for that beforehand. Um, and then when we started seeking space, you know, we reached out to her and and met with her and we're like, please, please be here in some way, shape or form. We need you here. And she was just so connected to the community too. Um, and so she was, she kept teaching here. And then since I took over as sole proprietor in 2020, like I always knew I wanted Lori to be like my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it just kind of finally came to fruition in 2020 and it's been really cool. Her and I, you know, have just grown very close and it's been cool to like watch the roles evolve and like, have the conversations and communication and mm-hmm. really clarifying communication around things. And so it's been really cool. She's a pillar. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I know that you offer like new student intros and you also have, is it a BIPOC scholarship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a, um, the equitable space scholarship okay. is for those who are either in either or but okay. there's some, um, intersectionality between so for the BIPOC community or sex work community okay yeah okay um and that's just coming from the the mission of like um me coming from the service and sex industry and um wanting that accessibility to be there and again just being a part of like being connected to the community here and, and yeah. making this a community space 
So, I mean, if people listening are in the Portland area, they can yeah. come and drop in, like they can drop in for a class. You yeah. have intro, like a two week intro. Two week for, yeah. Two, two weeks of unlimited yoga yeah. for $25. Um, and then if it's, if there's a financial barrier, mm-hmm. um, or even if there's not, yeah. <laughs> and you're part of the BIPOC community or you're a sex worker, yeah. um, you can, you can apply, apply for, for the scholarship. So it's like three months of unlimited membership mm-hmm. at a 50% price. Um, or if you're interested in taking a teacher training, mm-hmm. 50% of that teacher training would be paid. That's incredible. Yeah. And so people that maybe aren't in the area or are, and just want to donate, they can find information mm-hmm. on your website to like donate towards the scholarship fund or. Yeah. yeah so we yeah. have a, on the website, there's a, there's the, a tab for it. Um, and you can donate through there. It's just a GoFundMe. Okay. Um, and then there's other, you know, there's, you can set up a recurring donation, yeah. 10 or $30 or whatever. Um, you can set that up. There's also a supporter membership for, so a lot, um, we have a couple of handfuls of students here who have bumped up to the supporter membership. So that $20 goes towards that fund. Cool. Um, which that, that whole process, that was something that I was kind of sitting on too, like when I took over of like, how do I, you know, I'm a business person. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do we have the accessibility, but still be able to keep the doors open? Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's, and I'm sure, you know, that's something that a lot of organizations are trying to figure out. Like if you're not a 501 C three, you know, like how do you actually, like, I can't, in my head, I'm thinking like, like, I don't know how to make the prices so low, you know, Mm -hmm. and then keep everything going. And so that was just one way that I could think of, of how to like be able to have this be a more equitable space and just kind of have the, have things kind of resources redirected in a way. And is this some, an example of something that you may have like consulted the women supporting women group on, or like, is this something you just sit with for yourself and I just sat with it for like a year, kind of trying okay. to figure out how to do it okay. and make it, make it sustainable. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's been a couple other studios too, that actually have reached out and, um, and are implementing those. I think every studio should have its own like little ecosystem there mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. of that implemented so that there can be opportunities and representation is much needed. Totally. Yeah. And how, like any, anything else you can tell us about like when to expect the new studio or anything else you want to share about that or fall or stay, stay tuned, <laughs> stay ready. Um, I mean, fall. we have our Instagram pages up. So, yeah, so we can like follow, can always follow. In, is it Sinyin, at Sinyin Yoga? At Sinyin, at Sinyin Yoga is the, um, the late night program mm-hmm. page. And then there's and at Yin Yoga, Yoga space. space is the name of the studio. We will have, you know, hours throughout the day as well. Um, So, yeah, following there, we're kind of starting a newsletter. Um, Yes, it will be happening in the fall, which is so exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited for it, too. I'm excited to be able to, like, I want to do, like, a two-week soft opening tour. Like, everybody from this community, Mm. every friends, family just can come Mm. and, like, just check it out, take a class. I like um, to think of it as like saging the energy, saging the space with energy. Mm-hmm. Like instead of burning, it's just like getting all the people in there that you know that have like really been there, your foundation, yeah. and like getting that energy in there. It's going to be so yeah. palpable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is, that's very true. Like the, it's because right now it's just this empty, you know, there hasn't, it's been empty for a long time too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it'll be cool to get that energy in there because um, there is a huge difference. Even in this space after the pandemic, when we had been closed for so long and then we had like, we're only able to have like six or eight people in. And yeah. It was just such a totally a different, different experience. Dynamic. Yeah. 
That's cool. And just like to, to just get a little, a little more into your, your personality and what your day like day days look like, what do you have going on the rest of the day? Like when you, you said you trained this morning, you have something like a podcast interview during the day. Yeah. Like what does the rest of your day look like? Uh, well today, so I took up spin class. Ooh, we're at, <laughs> uh, I'm going to star cycle over okay. in like Oswego. I think it's the closest besides trying to park, find parking downtown. Mm. Um, and so I have done, I've been taking spin. I've been doing spin like two times a week for the past few weeks. Okay. Um, definitely not like something I would ever like consider before, but there is something about it like that, that intense cardio. I've been saying this for a while because yoga is, has been amazing, but you know, your body gets used to certain movements that you've been doing. And also like, there's like a certain, like, I don't know, impact is maybe the word or like, just like there's a certain intensity Mm -hmm. that really helps me to release and Mm -hmm. emotional release. Like, does anybody else cry and spin sometimes? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I cry crazy intense. I cried in, I cried in bar recently. I was like, I was like burning in bar and I was just like laughing at myself slash crying. What are these sensations? I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. So spin has been really helpful for that. Like just, getting out the stress getting out the emotion I'm, i can i can bottle stuff up sometimes yeah. you know so that's been really helpful so spin is after this um and then meetings and being here in the studio right now just trying to this is all like the back end like the figuring out the music system yeah. for the classes and stuff like that so just you know cool. little, little tasks throughout the day but yeah lots of meetings and calls usually and i am finding yeah spin is one of the other ways i'm you know taking time for myself to take care of my body. Yeah. yeah, And what are, we've touched on so many benefits of yoga and movement, but what are, I mean, some things you've experienced recently where you're just like, gosh, I'm so glad that I took that class or I'm so, so happy that I woke up early to move a little bit more today. Like Mm -hmm. what, what does it make you feel like? (laughs) Um, and it changes all the time, but like this morning after you trained, like, oh god, what did that? What did that feel like? <laughs> Besides, like maybe some like frustration <laughs> during the workout. I mean, showing up for myself is mm-hmm. is really it's not even yeah, it's just more of like you know when you when you build the trust with yourself that you're actually mm-hmm. going to do the things that you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the gym at eight a.m. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to go to spin class. I don't want to do that. But when I do it and I trust myself and I mm. do the things that I say I'm going to do, that's when like, that's really the thing that feels the best about it. Cool. Yeah. I, I just run into people often that like, don't, you know, I don't know if it's like intimidation or just this feeling of like, it's not for me, but like coming into like stepping into a yoga class for yeah. the first time oh, or yeah. stepping into a spin class for the first time. And like not feeling like it's for you, even when you have an inclusive space, Yeah. like people, you know, there's still that fear or whatever. It's not for me. But like you said, when you just show up for that first time and you realize like it, it is, it's about me. It's not about anybody else. It's about how I can integrate this experience into my life. Like what can I learn from this? There's so much wisdom within us, like any opportunity to just block out a time for yourself, whether yeah. that's a high intensity class or a yin class or a restorative class or a walk, like yeah. just to block out that time to do it, to know you did it, to say you did it, to feel that you did it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'll just keep, 
it just keeps flowing. Like yeah. the more you do anything, like you said, the easier it becomes, or the more we move in a certain way, the more habituated those movements become. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does take a little bit of effort to step <laughs> into something new, but yeah. then you get it rolling and yeah. it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Spin was definitely, that was something that it was interesting because I definitely related that with like, this is how you felt when you first Mm. went to the studio with no idea what you're doing and I do I still I'm still determined to figure out some sort of studio integration program that will baby mm. step people in because it can be that can be the, the the part that that makes it so that they never actually step into a studio mm-hmm. you know some people don't have the tools or or desire to to, to move past that fear yeah. and that intimidation um, but yeah, you can make a really, it can be a really inclusive space. We can be really welcoming. And sometimes that still is not enough for yeah. people to take that first step. And so I would love to figure out a way to, to make it easier. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. Well, thank you, Rachel, for fitting me into your day. Yes. Thank you. Such an we honor. I got it scheduled. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, it takes time. Your yeah. schedule, my schedule. I feel yeah. like I'm always all over the place too. So here yeah. we are together. Um, and it's, it's been a true pleasure to get to know you even more and to be able to just listen in on just some of your experiences, because I think it's so easy for us to feel isolated now more than ever after what we've been through the last couple of years and to feel like we're alone. But when we hear people talk about, you know, when I look at you, I see, like I said before, it lo- you make it look easy. But to hear, you know, that you are human, that you struggle, (laughs) that you ask yourself the questions all the time and that you just keep going and you're in it. Like this is, it just makes us feel like we are in it together. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate you for, for sharing all of this. Yeah. And thank you boardwalkers for listening. (laughs) Um, Thank you for being you and let's keep walking. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, Give us five stars or leave a review. And even better, share it with a friend. Stay tuned for more episodes that will get you moving more, feeling better, and plugging into community one step at a time.